This is Entrepreneurs Get Visible, the podcast for people who want more impact, influence, and income. I'm Anna Parker-Naples, and I'll be sharing with you proven methods from leading entrepreneurs that help you get visible as an authority in your field. Because anything's possible when you get visible. Today on Entrepreneurs Get Visible, we are joined by Helen Pritchard, who has carved out a niche for herself as the LinkedIn expert on LinkedIn lead generation. So if you've been wondering how you can best use LinkedIn to make yourself known for what you do, then this is the episode for you. Hey, Helen. So thank you so much for coming on to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. So what I'd love to talk to you about today is about your journey really to becoming this standout LinkedIn lead generation expert. How did that happen and what's been the journey for you? Hi, Anna. Thanks for having me. Um, Well, the interesting thing I think about LinkedIn and me is that I'm not a LinkedIn trainer, if you like, or I've never had any LinkedIn training. I've always been a business owner who's generated all my own leads from LinkedIn, which I think that makes me in a slightly different way because I use it to speak to my ideal client and put out content for my ideal client and engage with my ideal client publicly, not privately. And then they come to me when they want what it is that I sell. So now I sell LinkedIn training on LinkedIn, but it hasn't always been that way. I've had multiple businesses and I've always generated leads from LinkedIn. So all I do now is show people how that process works. And I think the reason why I'm so relentless in the one thing. So I only do one thing. So I only teach people how to get leads from LinkedIn. And I think that's the difference. I think a lot of people have jumped on the bandwagon, but they're more like marketers who also know a bit about LinkedIn or they've been doing LinkedIn a while and they want to talk about how LinkedIn is changing or evolving. Whereas my stuff is just really fundamental marketing stuff on how to get leads from LinkedIn. And I think that's an interesting point, isn't it? That niching down really, really small and saying, this is the thing I do. Some people really are scared of doing that. You have this incredible five-day challenge, LinkedIn five-day challenge, which I've actually done twice myself now. And we'll talk about how successful that has been for you, for your business. But one of the things that you encourage people to do right from the start is to be super clear on one thing. Tell me about the resistance you see from people in terms of niching in that respect. Well, it's the resistance is real. <laughs> That's definite. So people give me lots of reasons why they won't pick. So one of the things that you'll hear me say is like, the more niche you are, the easier it is to find clients and the more you can charge. And um, so I'm really trying to get people to see that niching is the one thing, you know, selling one thing to one person. So I do a lot of ideal client avatar work as well, don't I? But one thing to one person at a time for one price and just being really focused on selling that thing first and getting a baseline of business. That is, I think, a game changer for a lot of people, their businesses. Because what most people want to do is they want to sell all the things to all the people because they think that's how they're going to make more money. But in fact, the opposite is true. So hopefully I lead by example. And I also got some amazing examples of people in my programs and in, even in the challenges who they just pick one thing. It's almost a fear, a scarcity thing that I see with people I work with, that they're worried that if they're not selling to everybody, then they're not going to have enough income. But you're quite right. If you are known, if you are visible and being seen for one thing in particular, then people know how to refer to you. People know when to recommend you. People know when to come to you for business because you're super clear on it. You know, I think once people get out of that mindset of that, they want to do a program, they want to do one-to-one, they want to do consultancy, they want to do retreats, you know, they want to do, you know, and they want to do all these things. And people are like, how do I buy this from you? Mm. Instead of just picking one thing at a time and then layering it on as your business grows and evolves. I think that's the thing, isn't it? People want to do it all to start with, but actually if you're known for one thing, if people trust you for one thing, then you can expand your business from there. And I think that's very much what you're modeling. 
Yeah, I mean, people need the hook, you know. So I've been in marketing for, God, <laughs> 20 years. I mean, I could talk about marketing consultancy, Facebook, Facebook ads, strategy. You know, I could talk about all of those things, but I choose not to because the LinkedIn is the hook. It's In fact, it's the bait, really, because people come to me because they want help with LinkedIn. But the thing is, my strategies don't work until you've done that work, until you've picked something, until you've defined your ideal client, until you decide you're going to sell one thing to one person at a time. And you're really clear on how many of things you need to sell next, not forever, just yeah. for now. You'll hear me say that a million times. But, you know, most people need to make two or three grand a month to start with. And they need to focus on that. You know, people come to me and they're like, oh, I want to do what you've done, Hallie. No, I want to do a million pound in revenue. I want to do like 300 grand launches or I want to do programs with a thousand people. And it's like, well, that's not how I started. I started out because I needed to make two and a half grand a month to look after me and the kids when they were little. So I set up packages of managing people's social media for 250 pounds. And that's what I went to LinkedIn and I sold, you know, I sold to small business owners in my hometown, 250 pound packages until I got 10 clients on a rolling basis. Then I could breathe and then look at what I wanted to do next. I didn't set out through, you know, 10 years ago thinking, oh, you know, I want to, I want to be a, a multi-million pound business owner. Just like when I set up this business three years ago, I didn't think I want to do these like, you know, big, sexy launches. And, and it, you know, and it's great that I've, I've achieved that, but that's not how I set out. People just haven't got the patience. <laughs> they want it all now. You know, they want everything. And when I say to people, go and do a hundred hours of one-to-one, they kind of like their faces fall because that's not what they want to hear. You know, they want to hear, how do I, you know, shortcut to where you're at now and there aren't really any I mean you can do it fast I've done it three years but there's no real shortcuts but it's just it's like you say the consistency of just showing up and being known for that one thing relentlessly and consistently you know even when people are giving you grief even when people you know you don't sell something or things don't work or the launch doesn't go as you want you know even when people are saying you're wrong about this or you're wrong about that you know you've just got to be you've got to have faith in in what you do and just be really resilient yeah and that's not how it works it takes a lot longer than that and I think you really are walking the walk in terms of what you do because you speak to anyone about LinkedIn right now and your name comes up and that's because you have gone really really small and I'm sure there are many different social media things that you could be telling people but you are known for one thing and at what Mm -hmm. point did you realize that it was LinkedIn for you what was the part of the evolution of that well I used to run a digital agency so the social media agency developed into an employer branding agency and working with big household names like blue chip companies HR directors were coming to me on LinkedIn and that's kind of how I'd always got all my business. And, and it was only really when I started talking to other people and they say, well, you know, have you landed that client? You know, and I say, oh, they came to me. And like a HR director came to you on LinkedIn. I was like, yeah, everyone comes to me. Like, you know, if you know any of my work, I don't do any outreach at all. You know, and people are like, you know, that most people don't get anything from LinkedIn. I was like, oh yeah, I've been doing for like last 10 years. And I just show people how it works. And they'd be like, they'd go away and come back in a couple of weeks and be going, Helen, guess what? You know, I got a lead. And I'd say, yeah, of course, that's how it works. You know, and it's only really then when I started to realize that not only did no one else seem to use LinkedIn the way I did, even though it made sense to me, but also that it was, it applied to every business. So there's me talking about niching. But I went and did like hundreds and hundreds of one-to-one hours, 99 pound things that I did over Zoom. And everyone that I worked with was so different. You know, they were like all over the world, different types of businesses, introverts, extroverts, B2B, B2C, startups, been doing it for years. People who've not even got a LinkedIn account, people who've been on it for, for years and years and got thousands of connections. And everyone that I spoke to, there was two things. One, they'd never heard it, thought about doing it this way. And two, that when they actually did it, it worked. So it was then I realized that I had a business. Like, What's I different about your method then? What's different about your method to what you see a lot of people teaching? everything in my everything that we write on LinkedIn is for our ideal client and not about us 
Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. So the headline, you know, the Helen headline, which I get so much grief for, you know, helping XYZ ideal client achieve XYZ outcome by XYZ. How are you going to deliver that? is the one thing that makes things really different, really, really different because that's the thing that people see when you then ask your ideal client to connect, then you put content out and you engage with them publicly. That's the thing that they see. And while people like, well, you know, they poo-poo the headline, they say it's, you know, it's formulaic and it's a load of rubbish, but actually it's not. In every headline is individual to that person. And if you're helping HR directors achieve, like mine was like helping HR directors hire better people faster using Facebook ads. When I was connecting with HR directors, they were accepting and they were wanting to speak to me because it, it resonated with them. Well, it's, it's that strong identity, isn't it? What, what, what's in it for me? That's the first thing that they know. They've got, they've got that answer. People are hardwired. So when people, you know, look at something, you've got a millisecond to say, you know, who's this person? Are they for me? What's in it for me? And how are they going to deliver it? And that's basically what the headline does. Mm. Uh, and it does it in a split second. So if you, the, this is where I talk about being niche. So if the more niche you are, the better because the more resonance you get. So like Carol's Cleaning is one of the examples I use a lot. So you've got a cleaning company, Carol runs it, she's on her own, she cleans offices, she cleans houses, she'll do any kind of cleaning, commercial, whatever. You know, she's got Carol's Cleaning, you know, MD of Carol's Cleaning as a headline. And great. But if actually Carol really likes doing residential, working with women, with children and wants to work school hours, instead she could put helping female entrepreneurs in Warrington, which is my hometown, helping female, busy female entrepreneurs in Warrington spend more time doing what they like, you know, making more money, spending time with their children and having more fun while I clean around the back of the toilet. You know, then suddenly when you get that connection request, it makes sense and it's different and it's, it, it connects with me. And if she only then goes and connects with female entrepreneurs, Carol's going to be the busiest cleaner in Warrington. And she's yeah. going to build the business that she wants and the hours yeah. that she wants doing the thing that she exactly. wants to do. Yeah, absolutely. And that's it. That's what I give people. I give people the opportunity to step back from the business and think, actually, how do I want my business to serve me? And that's what we then go after. And what do you think are the worst things that you see people doing on LinkedIn? Christ, most of the things that most people do. Setting up a profile that talks all about them and how great they are and how good they are at everything. Like no one gives a shit about you or your business. People care about what's in it for them. That's the main thing. Putting out really like corporate content because they think that's what LinkedIn's about. Mm. You know, I've read this article and wonder what you think, that kind of stuff, which is people aren't interested in. But the biggest thing is sending all these direct messages. I mean, it's just the, the bane of my life. People just send messages to everyone they connect with in the vain hope that having a conversation might lead to some business. And again, you'll see many, 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 many people having a go at me about this online. But seriously, that's not what we're in business for, to be having a million conversations. Instead, we engage with people publicly so that they can see and their audience can see and all the other people can see us being supportive and friendly. And then when they're ready, they come to us. So it's not about forcing those conversations. It's about talking to people who are interested in what you've got to offer and are ready to buy. Mm. I think that's one of the things I like about LinkedIn is that unlike the other platforms, people are ready to do business. That's why they're there. So you can be much more open and direct about it, can't you? You don't have to hide away and pretend that's not why you've posted. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and I I get all this backlash, you know, that's what it's for. It's a social platform. You know, we were there to network. We need to have these conversations. And it's like, no, you're there to provide a service. You're a supplier and they're a buyer. So put yourself out there, put yourself, create an ecosystem around you where your audience is full of your ideal clients, put out great content, be consistent, 
put out video, you know, do all the things that make you feel a bit uncomfortable, put it out there, be absolutely consistent, be famous for one thing mm. and they will come to you. And then suddenly your business is easy and fun and enjoyable. Yeah, I like that. I mean, because at the end of the day, who wants to run a business that isn't fun or enjoyable? There are plenty of people doing that, but there's no need. And you can actually make the social media elements, you know, you can have some engagement in there and you can put a bit of personality into it and not kind of hide behind the corporate side of LinkedIn. There's no such thing. Like people talk to me about that all the time or you have to be different on LinkedIn. I think one of the things that probably horrifies all the LinkedIn experts and, you know, irritates all the marketing people massively is that I just copy and paste my stuff. So if I write something good on Facebook, then I'll copy and paste it on LinkedIn. No one dies. Everything's fine. I do video on LinkedIn where I talk like normally. I swear on there. I'm just like I am if you met me in the office or down the pub. There's no difference. I'm just myself. And people either love it or they hate it. And the people that love it buy from me and the people that hate it just give me shit online, really. So that's something actually you've talked about in some of your lives in your challenge. I mean, if you guys haven't heard of Helen's LinkedIn challenge, I urge you to go and find out about it. Um, We can pop a little link in the show notes about it as well. But one of the things you talk about is about being Marmite, about being, you know, I'm going to show you who I am. I'm going to be me and Mm -hmm. you're going to love it or you're going to hate it. Well, that's what I mean by lead by example. So like I don't teach anything I want to do myself. So a lot of the time I'll come up against... So I recently went over a million pound in turnover in under 12 months, which is a great thing for a single mom with two kids, no qualifications, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I was really quite rightly very proud of that and, and my team for achieving that, yeah? Put something about that on, on LinkedIn and I got a load of grief. Are you sure you're making a million in turnover because I've looked at your company accounts on Companies House and they don't represent that? You know, are you defrauding HMRC or are you exaggerating? I've looked at your house on Zoopla and it doesn't look like the kind of house a millionaire would live in, you know, and you're like, yeah, you guys have got wow. way too much time on your hands. <laughs> yeah, they're so like, okay, so you don't really understand there's a business accounting for a start. And yeah, it's far too much time on your hands. And just negative. I'm not going to say that LinkedIn's a wonderful place and all the people there are going to be nice to you because it's not. But I have to lead by example. So when people say to me, why don't you just ignore them, Helen? You know, rise above it. They're just jealous or they're this and that. Other. And it's like, no, 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 no. Because I have self-confidence. I have resilience. I've got complete and utter confidence in myself, my business, my team, my training. Not everyone has. So one of the things that I do is I take people who've got very little confidence and I give them some real clarity and focus on their business, then help them go to LinkedIn to talk about it. And then they're going to get idiots like that. So that will stop some people in their track. And this is like, this will change their life. If they are not able to market on LinkedIn because of an idiot like that, Mm. they will stop showing up. They will stop marketing their business. They will lose confidence. It will affect them in every area of their lives. This is not like, oh, it's, it's just online trolls. Let's forget about it. This is people's lives that they're affecting. So it doesn't affect me. Okay. And I could easily just ignore them and laugh at them because I'm the one that's making, you know, making the money or having the success or whatever. But it's the people that I'm helping and it really, really does wind me up. You know, they've got to see that it's not, it's not acceptable. It's not acceptable behavior at all, but they have to see that I'm facing it because otherwise they'll think that they're doing something wrong and they're not. They're, they're yeah. doing everything right. they're just Agreed. Wrong. And it, it does happen. The more successful you become, the more out there you are, you do get people, you can get that backlash and we're not for everybody and that's okay. 
because we don't have to like every single human being we come into contact with. I mean, my team have had to take me off like some of the back end stuff because we get that many complaints about me, you know, and, you know, they don't like the way that I am, that I drink, you know, because I do lives with wine every night in the challenge, you know. I'm not going to buy from somebody who drinks, you know, when she's trying to run a business, who swears too much, who's, you know, defensive, who's this, who's that. Like, I get it all the time. Well, that doesn't bother me. Someone said to me on Facebook the other day, like, I declare myself out of your mastermind. And I was like, you're not even in it. Like, good. Like, why would you want to work with me? If you if you find me that repulsive, why would you ever want to give me any money? Why would I ever want to take any money off you? Like, if you can make some big announcement that you declare yourself never going to buy from me, then... You've saved us both for plenty of time. Is there any personal level where that affects you, Helen? Uh, I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, it's not nice. It's not nice. But the thing is, I've got all the evidence, you see. I've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of testimonials from people who message me and say, Helen, you've changed my life. You know, before I met you, I didn't have confidence, didn't know what to do. I was like wasting money and time. And now I've got real clarity and I'm I'm earning good money. I've you know been able to take my kids on holiday. I've been able to leave my husband. That's my favorite. You know, I've been able to pay off my student debt and, you know, you've changed my life. And, and that, that to me far, far outweighs the days where I think, God, these people don't like me. You know, I don't want people to not like me. I don't go out there purposely trying to polarize people, but I just, I, I will not, I will not stand for somebody coming to, into my world. So when I put, I don't go on anyone else's stuff giving them shit. Like I've got, I've got time for that. But if I put something out there and people start giving me grief, like I won't just stand by and be like, oh, that's all right. So, you know, I do get a reputation of being defensive and aggressive, whatever. But it's just like, well, you're coming into my world. This is what you expect. So for someone then who's perhaps put themselves out, maybe stepped outside their comfort zone, and then they've had some kind of judgment or knockback from somebody else that has damaged their confidence, what would you say to them in terms of going back to increasing their visibility? What would be your advice? Yeah, the resilience that you build from that is so powerful. So you asked me if it affects me so 12 months ago it affected me much more I remember sitting when we did one of the challenges and now when we do the challenges I just say straight out I don't want your feedback like if you're not happy with it just leave I don't want to hear how you think I can improve it because this is how we do it now but when I used to get people saying oh, I don't like the challenge you know the, the lives are too long you know there's not enough of this there's too much of that and I, I was really really upset like I remember sitting on my bed one Sunday and crying and just thinking what the fuck am I doing why am I doing this you know like this is upset like this is really affecting me mm. now doesn't affect me so much so it's not because I've got some kind of magical confidence that other people haven't got it's just that I've been through it and yeah. just carried on regardless and that's what you've got to do if you've had yeah. a knockback you've got to pull it in and think about what's more important so for me everything I do is for my children my children's children and to give my parents the retirement that they deserve so every that is so much more important to me than yeah. how I personally your tracks Mm. Yeah, because I'm an emotional person. I'm very passionate what I do. Very, very passionate about what I do. I get very emotionally involved in my business and in the people that, that are involved in it. So, of course, it does affect me. But the first time's the worst and then it gets easier from then on in. So just think of it like that. Yeah, I had um, several years ago when I was working in a different industry, I had a horrendous kind of cyberbullying issue that happened to me that it knocked my confidence so badly for weeks. And then I thought, what if I stop, if I stop as a result of them, then they have won. And actually, I've yeah. done nothing wrong in the first place. And actually, after I, I, I guess, healed, recovered, I came back yeah. so much stronger. And actually, as a result of that, almost as a direct result of that criticism, I pulled myself together and went on to create incredible things. And, you know, from yeah. time to time, I'll be in those Facebook groups where people behave in a particular way and they're still doing mm. it and they're still at the same level. And I think, well, actually yeah. what I've done is go, 
sod you and then build what I want to build. And actually, I think it was a really good learning curve for me early on in my kind of social media presence building. So yeah. maybe it's and a right I'll get it. It's horrible. Yeah, you get it. It's horrible. It, it is part of it. It doesn't mean it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that you don't feel the emotion. Of course, you feel the emotion. We're all human. You yeah. know, it, but it's okay to feel it, but you cannot let it stop you. You cannot let it stop you. Same with anything in business. And, and you know, it's like friends and family as well. You know, they love you to bits. They don't want you to take any risks. So it's difficult. It takes a long time for people to come to terms with you yeah. taking risks and doing things. And, you know, I come across a lot of non-supportive partners and things like that. So I'm not, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's absolutely fantastic. But you just have to remember why you're doing it and what's more important to you. You know, it's feeding your kids or taking yourself on holiday or whatever it is, but keep that in your mind so that when there's shitty days and there are shitty days that that's what keeps you going but it's, it's important it's important yeah. for people to be honest about it as well if that makes sense so people don't think it's just them yes absolutely it's one of the reasons why I do speak up when I've had some negative feedback I don't necessarily say who it's come from or whatever but I do talk through about my thought processes before during and after that event um, and it's important that people know that that they're not alone in what they're going through I've never been criticized by someone more successful than me put it that way (laughs) <laughs> I like that because actually people more successful than you got much more to do with their time than waste time criticizing others so Helen to round off what would be your three top tips for an entrepreneur or a business person who wants to get more visible and stand out from the crowd pick one thing just go and get really famous for it and do whatever it takes. So my tip is, so obviously is go for LinkedIn, definitely. And, you know, do my five day challenge. You don't have to buy from me. You'll get enough on that to know about that. But it's that picking one thing and knowing your ideal client. But then when it comes to visibility, this is where you've got to put yourself out your comfort zone. I always talk about promoting things at least 13 times more than you are comfortable with. And the things that people don't understand that I've done, are I've done well over 250 podcasts, well over 250 guest experts in other people's Facebook groups and hundreds and hundreds of one-to-one hours as well. So it's not just about posting on your own Facebook and your own LinkedIn, you've got to go and get in front of potential prospects. It's not just about talking to your friends and family and people that are at your same level in business. You've got to get out there and talk to new prospects every single day and never get complacent. I mean, I've done three podcast interviews today and it's really important that people understand what's required to get in front of many many thousands of people if you want to build a business at scale it's not overnight success and it takes work and determination but also following some really great strategies yeah it definitely does and just getting known for one thing like getting famous for one thing is so powerful that's one thing i've learned definitely great all right well thank you so much for coming on the show today helen it's been great to have you on here lovely thanks darling thank you for listening to entrepreneurs get visible To get your free checklist on how to raise your profile and to find out about our community, go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash get visible.